Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. everybody it's us we're back it's the long run live stream and podcast brought to you by sketches and the 40 rounds running community i'm ian wilkerson this is a place for news views and everything else that everyday runners need to know and hopefully we'll have a few laughs along the way as well tonight as well as the usual shenanigans we have a special guest mr adrian chong who is here to tell us all about his phenomenal experience of running the marathon de sable a couple of weeks ago, 250 kilometers over six days through the Sahara Desert. And he look and anybody who's looking at the thing now can see he's looking really well on it. I'm well <laughs> impressed. I mean, I'd be I'd still be in bed, I should think, two weeks later. So thanks ever so much for coming, Adrian. Well, I'm looking forward to having a great chat with you a little bit later on. So thanks very much for coming. And um, we've had a week's break. Last week was Easter, so we put together a bit of an email special. Perhaps it won't be inv- invited into any sort of greatest hits compilation, but um, we do our best for you. We try and keep it, the whole show ticking over. And uh, now we are back live, beaming into your computers and on your podcast in Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you are. And Chris, it has been a particularly busy time, hasn't it, mate? Yeah, I mean, coaches and poach all out. Uh, listeners and viewers in uh, Bhutan, uh, I think that's big a news. big shout out. Big, yeah, Coach yeah, that's uh, hello, how are you in um, whatever the dialect is out there. But um, yeah, so it's been a busy, busy week. Um, you know what? It sounds funny, right? But don't like life, like just seem to be rushing away from you. Not to start on a downer, but it's just like mental this week. Is this, is this brought on by the fact it was your birthday last week, mate? Yeah, and I think I still think I'm like 21. Oh yeah, but actually I'm not. I probably act about 15. Think I'm 21, but I'm well, well not that. And it's like I don't know. Even like another marathon training blocks like coming to an end, and you're just like, oh man. I, but I'm, I am. I'm in that period of my marathon training block where it's like 50 mile a week again, and it's I know it's nothing for Adrian. He's like my hero, but it's just like you know you're just slogging it out. Yeah. And you're like, a bit like that. All right. I'm probably eating too much chocolate. Um, there's probably an element of that. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems life seems to be going too fast. So I'd like to hit the pause button and rewind a little bit. Yeah. 
that'd be pretty awesome. But anyway, doesn't matter. So I told you a bit of a down. Anyway, more importantly, uh, can you let us know in the comments how you're doing, how your week's been, whether you've been running over a desert or you've been running around a lake or um, you're about to jump on a plane and travel to Dublin. Let us know in the comments what you're up to. Stick your questions in there, running related, not running related. I've got five really, really big tips and interesting things coming your way. They're not running related, just as a heads up. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so that's probably about it, really. But yeah, I don't know. Funny, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I've had a funny old week. I think, as you say, oh. I think it's more because of my birthday. That's it. Well, so it's nothing like um, getting off to a really buzzing start and everyone, yeah, you know, so I've just put everybody down. Rather vive. <laughs> no, we're all, yeah, we're absolutely can't wait for the weekend. We're so up for it. Buzzing. You know, Al's definitely up for the weekend because he, well, he, he's been so busy. Brighton went yeah. pretty well, mate, didn't it? He? he must have been pretty pleased. Well, just just to kind of pick up on Chris's point, I reckon I've got 25 Christmases left. So that kind of just puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Oh, well, that's only six World Cups. Well, there you go. <laughs> Life's nearly finished. <laughs> but, yeah. God, we're we're going to depress People are going to be running along thinking, oh, geez, I've come out to try and, like, help my mental health, not make it worse. Yes. I mean, poor, but I, I think we should all apologise um, yeah. and, and let's restart. Let's start, just start again. Okay. Anyway, welcome, everybody. It's a yeah. long <laughs> Could you say to everybody in Bhutan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big news. Our first big news is that we are now the number one sports podcast in Bhutan. Now, you might not know where Bhutan is. I'll tell you, it's in the middle of, um, it's between India and China. They love a hill run there because it's a hill run. Speedgoat could live there. Yeah, he'd love the game. Um, um, Hello to everybody in Bhutan. Yeah, and Wilco, right, get ready because here comes, right, the most Five most interesting facts. Now, apologies to our friends in Bhutan who know this already, right? And so I do apologise because you know this, right? So you're probably chilling out, maybe climbing up a mountain, whatever, going to the monastery, whatever you're up to. But anyway, so for the, our non-Bhutan listeners, the five most interesting facts. Number one, Al, I think this is really important for you. Okay, I'm listening. Is the only carbon negative country in the world. Ooh. Hashtag getting on a plane. Is uh, was isolated from the world until the 1970s, right? That's important. There's no traffic lights in Bhutan. <laughs> wow, yeah, well, that's right? a good fact. The king abdicated the throne for democracy. Good lad. Happiness. Now we know there's a lot of people out there, myself included. Um, but you, you know, you get dragged down by these people who try and bring you down. But we won't get dragged down because happiness in Bhutan. I'm moving there. Prevails over GDP. They measure. Happiness over GDP, which I think is important. And, ready? Bhutan says no to plastic. So, Tobe, you'd have a problem because all your food, all your junk, all your Chinese takeaways, you wouldn't allow me out to have them in Bhutan. Wait, what Chinese takeaways? No, no, you all want the Chinese takeaways. You'd be eating rice. You had right? the whole shop. And the last thing, which I think is the most interesting out of all of this, and I'm going there because this is a great job opportunity. They've only got eight pilots that are qualified to fly to Paro Airport. So, I'm going to become a pilot. Are any of them called Roy? <laughs> yeah, 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 Roy. So no, there you go. There's five interesting facts, none of them related to running, even though this is the biggest running podcast in the world and in Bhutan. And, yeah, globally, we've yeah. just spent 10 minutes talking about nothing to do with running. Sorry about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So shall we talk about running? I wanted to relay oh, I about – I wanted to talk to Al about his experience down at Brighton. Shall oh, we yeah. go there again? Should we go back to that place, yeah. No, I had a great time. Um, Brighton Marathon, I've not run it before. I know we've talked about it on this podcast, particularly when uh, it's managed to mess things up a little bit in terms of distances, but got to give it to them. Two weekends ago, brilliant atmosphere. Sun was out. Um, really good day. Uh, really good weekend, really. So uh, uh, really pleased to have uh, ticked that one off of my first of four for the year. So, and what about your own performance, mate? Just over four hours, you must have been pretty pleased. Yeah, it was crystal. No, I was training hadn't gone particularly well because it started late, um, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to run it as a as a full uh, race right up pretty much to the last minute. Um, so I went out with no real expectations. Would have been happy with just finishing really, maybe four thirty. Felt good on the day, 
and split it into thirds. So first third was our um, hanging on to the, the 4.15 paces, picked it up in the middle a little bit. Then you hit the power station. Um, mm. And I know lots of people find that really depressing because it comes just as you're hitting the wall and the crowds do dissipate. But it's not as bad as I imagined. But then you get through that and then it's kind of the race for home down the prom and the crowds were just brilliant in terms of lifting you. Um, yeah, we, you talked about the other day, didn't you, about um, we were talking about marathon strategies and your friend who came up with this um, dividing your marathon into three lots of 14K, didn't yeah, you? So that's what you yeah. did. You followed that one. So, yeah, I had a little wobble. Um, I think I overdosed on on carbs and energy gels. Um, for those of you that like a drink, you might have kind of had those days when you kind of go, I don't understand why I got a hangover, and you realise you had two whiskies before you went out, a couple of red wines with your meal, then six pints and a gin and tonic before you went to bed. And you go, yeah, that's why. Well, I was a bit like that with gels. So I had my four Martians. Um, I was taking active route at regular intervals. And then when they were handing out the high energy gels, I was taking those as well. So about mile 19, it, I kind of had a little bit of stomach issues. Not as bad as Tobe. Derailed me. Well, they've been as bad as Tobe, mate. Having to uh, visit the Portaloos. But it, it had an effect. Um, and I think the lesson there for me was I didn't take on enough water. Just pure and simple. Could have ditched some of the active route and stuck to water. But it brings me back to my point. It was in cups. And 90% of it goes over the floor. So, uh, uh, yeah, it might be environmentally friendly, but I still don't think it works from a runner's perspective. I still don't know why they don't put it in them like, you know what, you get that coconut water. And I drink a lot of coconut water being 90% vegan. And you get them in them cartons, don't you? Them them like paper carton things. I don't know why they don't put it in them. I've also found an article that goes back a couple of years. I don't know if you remember, um, if you run the 2019 London Marathon. Yeah. They had those disposable pods. Yes, they did, yeah. Um, and they don't Seaweed, wouldn't they, Al? Yeah, they were made of seaweed. You could either swallow them or a lot of people spat them out. And mm. I was reading the article. The problem is it's just price. For a small pod, mm. it's mm. twice the price of a bottle of water. So until that technology kind of brings the cost down, we are probably stuck with this problem of bottles versus cups beans. and all that. And, uh, yeah, you know, that was that was my only issue, really. I think had I not had those problems, I might have got close to 404, 405, which still did a good job, for a training bro. run, pretty pleased with. So Yeah, he still did a good mm. job. We'll and if that, that weekend wasn't busy enough, mate, if that weekend wasn't busy enough, then this weekend's going to be particularly busy, particularly tomorrow, Saturday, isn't it? What's going on? Tomorrow. Well, it's park run day. Of course. It's a normal Saturday. So, uh, yeah, again, if people haven't followed it on the podcast or on the, the Facebook page, um, we've sent an advanced party already over to Dublin. So there's three or four forties already setting out camp. Um, 40 of us will be joining from three different airports at least tomorrow morning, uh, hitting River Valley Park Run in time for a 9.30 start. So uh, oh, That's much more civilised. Absolutely. It does mean getting to the airport at four o'clock for most of us. So whether I'll still be awake by the time Park Run gets going, I don't know. But... Uh, Looking forward to it. We've got our tour T-shirts, um, plenty of chatter already about um, what it's going to be like. And, uh, yeah, there'll be plenty of, hopefully, posts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Hayden and I will be recording the event for posterity. We'll be I'm, on hoping, um, I'm hoping Laura Godfrey's going to be fit after Toby Broker at Hartford on Tuesday. Yeah, but, but Karma, he's now broken. Is he? Yep. Oh, yeah. Tove. Yeah, he's broken. Tell us Despite about it, mate. my advice. What's that? What's Despite going on? my advice. Despite your advice. Well, yeah. something. There you go. Mm. Uh, little, uh, i got a lazy calf, apparently. Have you? No, no, you're lazy, and he said your calf's played up, is what he actually said. <laughs> no, lazy calf. No, so like lazy, calf. lazy calf. He said you are lazy. <laughs> you weren't there. I, okay, I wasn't, but I can imagine the convo. So what's the, the lazy calf then, Tope? What's he mean? So part of my left calf uh, basically doesn't activate properly. Um, which is then putting more work on the soleus muscle. I think that's yeah. the one, which goes down the side, sort of just below the calf and down the side to your ankle. Um, and in fact, basically, it's it's making that overwork, which is then... This sounds like what I've got since he got me in them pair of hockers. Uh, no. 
No, this is because the idiot goes out, runs 20 miles, and then goes and does a 13-mile run the next day at goal pace. That's because he's 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 just got no brains. So and, and he does it in so- shoes that are too soft for him, that his mates have been telling him, but he still carries on and does it. The so, new pros have arrived, though. You won't miss me in them. Yeah, but it's your own fault. You only got yourself to blame. Normally. Yeah, so we wish everybody who's heading off to the Emerald Isle for a bit of parkrun action in the yeah. morning. I hope you have a great time. We look forward to seeing all the pictures and hearing all about it. And uh, eventually, I suppose, raising the bar and going somewhere else, going to Amsterdam or Poland or somewhere like that, I think, will be the next stop. No, Jersey's got to be the next one, isn't it? Because you can do Jersey in the in the day, can't you? We've got Jersey to tick off, and then we've got a few unusual ones because of the alphabet. So we've got a couple of Ys and Zs that we've got to find abroad so mm. uh, well you go still, careful we've still, yeah. we've still got a little bit of tourism to do so yeah we'll be reporting back from other places i'm sure okay chris is there any other shout outs we want to give before we have a chat with adrian i can't be honest with you i've got loads of shout outs but we've got to give a shout out to our sponsor sketches <whistles> big shout big shout out to sketches uh today um funny enough you know i put a video out was it the day on on brooks uh, Wilco. Oh, yeah. Um, they're they're and, nothing to me, mate. Yeah, I know, I know you ditched them. Like, <laughs> drop them, like, see you later. Straight for, <laughs> straight to your nose, a hoker boy. No, but someone was saying about on, on, I think it was the Brooks, about basically buying, um, you're better off in the sketches, the Max Row 5s. And I have about four or five comments, people saying the same things so, because they're lighter and they do just as good as the uh, glycerin. Yeah, it was the glycerin video. So, yeah, big shout out to Sketches um, for um, sponsoring. If you've not checked out, the running stuff, definitely check it out. And also check out, because I've got this, like, mint hoodie on today. But um, and stuff like that. But it's uh, 100% recommend. Do- what is it? Sketches.co.uk, uh, if you're here in the UK. If not, you're poor. But definitely check them out. They've got some new shoes on the way. So, um, yeah, big shout out I to them. I just wanted to say hello to a couple of people. I want to say hello to Monica, my favourite osteo, who's going under the knife on her cruise ships. I actually saw her when I was out on my run the other day and didn't recognise her because I expected to see her on a pair of crutches and she was just walking her dog looking like nothing had happened yeah big well, i've apologized i've sent my apologies for that and mm. also i want to say hello to um a guy i met on stansted road in hoddiston on bank holiday monday mm. as i was running in, in a rare um a rare appearance for me on a non-match day of wearing my 40 gear and this guy mm. came up he was walking his dog and came up and said oh keep going mate he says great podcast nah and I carried on running you sure? But I forgot to ask what his name was. So I'm hoping that he's listening. If you were that guy about two o'clock wow. on Bank Holiday Monday in Stansted Road, Hoddesdon, talk to the bloke who was sweating a bit because he'd done eight miles and he had another eight miles to go. That's Thank awesome. You very much for your That's support. Awesome. We've, we got, we've got loads of questions and stuff coming in. And thanks everybody who's hitting us up on Facebook and YouTube if you're taking part live tonight. Uh, with questions and stuff. Keep them coming in. Keep our busy. Otherwise, you know what it's like. 7.30, you falls asleep. So keep them coming in. And then we'll tick some of those off after we've had a catch-up, Wilco, with Adrian. Should we do Let's that talk first? to Adrian now, yeah, shall we? Yeah, poor guy's been sitting there saying Poor nothing. bloke's been there sitting. What have I put myself in for? Yeah, all the people in Bhutan are going, what's going on here? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. Need to so just there. to set the scene for everybody, Adrian is joining us. Adrian, two, week- two weeks ago, Adrian, was it? Yeah. Yep. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago was uh, traping across the Sahara Desert to try and complete the Marathon de Sable, which is hailed as the world's toughest race. 250 kilometres over six days. They even made him do a 10K at the end, which I think (laughs) is an absolute bloody liberty. But there you go. Um, So um, we've invited Adrian on to have a chat about that because I'm, I'm sure, although Many, many of us couldn't countenance doing such a achievement. It's such an interesting sort of feat of human endeavour that I'm sure people are very interested about it. So I suppose where to start, Adrian, would be how did you get yourself roped into this? <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've been asking myself of that for, for quite a while. And, and to be honest, partway through the event, I was thinking, how the hell did I get here? I'm, I'm surrounded by... I, I'm I'm definitely a very average, um, certainly runner, and and would never, you know, a couple of years ago would never even have thought about doing. Well, I was I was thinking about doing a marathon. Um, it, it was there was alcohol involved. I won't lie. 
um it was it was christmas or, or just after and i was chatting to a mate who um both of us have gone to they, they they do an expo each year around christmas time where you can go and see what it's all about and they're pretty much doing a sales pitch to you and telling you anybody can do it you know and all the rest of it you get bored into that a bit we, we had a few drinks and signed up um about 14 months before the event and of course yeah. that's that's ages isn't it so for, for about eight months of that, that was fine. And, and and then, of course, it's it's six months away or whatever, if, if the maths is right, and you start to get really scared. Um, so but, is it, had you done any ultras before you went? Um, well, I, I put a couple in the diary in the run-up to it because I kind of figured I can't just go from nothing to, to this. So um, I, I was over in Menorca, actually, last last autumn to do an ultra there. They do a... Something is called the Epic 360, run around the whole of the coastline of Menorca. It's 100 miles in three days. Um, that went really well. Um, in the, I managed to get through day one. There was bad weather and they cancelled day two and three. So I spent the rest of it in a spa hotel drinking with a couple of hundred ultra runners who wanted to do nothing but get, get completely and utterly trashed. Um, so, great, yeah, great. That, that wasn't a great start to my ultra career. And then uh, there, there's something called the Pilgrim's Challenge down in um, – it's, it's uh, Surrey Hills down, down that way. Um, it's a 66-mile two-dayer, which I did in February. Um, and, that, and that was the only ultra, really, I completed before it. Um, quite painful, that one. Um, Surrey Hills, I should, the clue should have been in the name. I'm a bit famous for not realising how hilly the thing, the, the, the Box Hill thing was was just just unbelievable an experience. But, yeah, but yeah. You, that you fought your way through that, so... What about your training then? Did you have a particular plan before you went? Um, so, so it was just it was just really building up. Um, it, it, it was ridiculous. I won't lie to you. By the end of it, and, and talking to the other people at, at the event, um, I probably did way too much because I was just obsessing with getting mile after mile in. So, what I was trying to do was it was mainly in the week, and I, I was doing morning and evening runs Monday to Friday. And, and back in January when I booked it, that, that it was sort of two miles morning and evening and just just through the week, just keeping a constant, almost just running a bit tired. And then through the year, I was adding a mile or two to that each week to get me to sort of February time where it was it was ridiculous, actually, looking back on it. It was 10 miles morning, 10 miles night, Monday to Friday. Um, and then a bit of a sort of a rest on the weekend, except I did the wrong run on a Sunday um somehow got through that without injuring myself I, I don't i wouldn't recommend that as a training i'm sure there are better ways to train for it with less chance of hurting yourself but mm. it was just trying to trying to get used to the idea that you're going to be absolutely knackered day and you're getting back up and running in. um yeah do you see it's obviously you know it's an eye-watering amount of mileage isn't it that you you think but there are so many looking from the outside in there are so many different considerations that you've got to have for a, a race like this because there are certain rules that you've got to follow to complete it aren't there um yeah there's there's the i mean the running's actually only part of it the, the big mistake i made which learned the hard way is you just can't run all of it you know it's, it's the desert there are mountains it's what i should have been doing and if, if if i'd known would have been almost as much walking as running and a bit of hill walking and you know just just actually doing it a bit more gently and not just throwing myself at it um but that that sort of doing the distance is a small part of actually getting through the event so it's self-sufficient is is the problem um, so you've got a whole list of mandatory kit, which is, is scary in itself. You, um, you know, it includes things like you've got to have a snake venom pump, um, which, which isn't reassuring. Um, a whole bunch of other safety gear, but you've also got to carry all your food for a week, um, your sleeping stuff, um, everything else in, a, in an ultra pack. So, have, so what did you think? What were your thoughts like when you're on the start line? <laughs> I, I was looking around and thinking I, I I'm 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 I, I'm you know I'm surrounded by people who quite obviously should be here I'm not sure I'm in this you know I, I should should be part of this group you know you, you compare yourself you always do that on every start line anyway you look around don't you um and there were a lot of sort of younger fitter people who'd quite clearly done knew exactly what they were doing um and it's quite daunting really daunting um but you know ultimately i mean the, the event itself is broken up and you do it with every you know 
all of us do it with every run, whatever the distance. You know, if you're doing a, a half marathon, you're breaking into whatever the checkpoints are or whatever else, and you do it with that. You're just all you're really thinking about is okay, it's day one. I know it's what, what was it then about 22 miles or something. I can do 22 miles, so I'll just get through that, figure it out next day, and you just sort of take take it through like that and and work it through the checkpoints. So, but it, so the checkpoints were just at the end of the day, were they? Um, no, no. So there were, I mean, the the big prop, the bit you don't carry all of, of course, is water because you couldn't carry mm. enough. So that that's the bit that's provided for you through the event. It's the only thing really that's provided for you. Um, and the checkpoints are 10K apart on each stage. Mm. Um, and you get either one and a half litres or three litres of water at each one. Um, and I actually, well, I brought props. This is how sad I am. But you get one of these, which is basically your water card to prove that you haven't taken too much. Um, so it's ticked off for each of the checkpoints. Right. So it's um, yeah. So there's a there's a lot going on then. And um, how did you how did you feel sort of like the end of the first day? You know, because that um, must have been quite. Are there lots of people? Are you, are you out on your own a lot, or are you quite so congregated? Do you it's, sort of like are you able to run with different people? It's it's um, I'd expected to be to be on my own partly because I expected to be a lot slower than everyone else, um, and also because of the distance and the rest of it. You sort of assume it's going to spread out, um, but for, to be honest, with the the rankings I got through, I was somewhere in the middle of the pack, um, and I was never really out of sight of other competitors. So, mm. so that side of it was quite good because certainly on the longer stages, you you need to be able to interact with people. You know, it's 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 hard enough without being stuck with your own thoughts for extended periods of time as as far as getting to the end of the first day goes <laughs> i it, it it was a sweet lord what have i got myself into moment really i, mm. I just i mean you know it was, it was what i i thought at the end of the first day this this has got to be the toughest day ever you know it was um we, we were going through about half of it maybe a third of it was sand dunes there was all sorts of other terrain it was blimmin' hot when you got into the sand and you know, I kind of got to the end you get you're exhausted you you've got just about enough energy to cook food and fall into a sleeping bag uh, before it gets dark to be honest because you just need mm. to rest um and, and and I went to sleep thinking well this is the shortest stage um I've got a long stage which is two and a half or whatever times this I don't know how I'm going to get through this um you know um but as I say, you just keep breaking it down, don't you? So you've got to get up the next day and just, okay, I'm going to get through today. Um, don't worry about the rest of it. Just just work it checkpoint by checkpoint. So it's not, yeah. <laughs> not much Ian Wilson's just asked whether, um, you know, what about navigation? Did you have a, do you have a map and a compass or um, any so, sort of GPS gadgets? Or? So, so the course was marked. Um fairly well actually but um and another prop is you get a you get one of these road books which they give to you 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 get off your charter flight into this well it isn't it's, it's a run strip it isn't even an airport um and there's a four-hour coach ride to sort of base camp and they give you the road book which it for each stage it basically gives you a little bit of a map that there's no way on earth you could follow when you're actually you know the desert just looks pretty much the same um whichever terrain you're in um but it does it gives you compass directions um between key kilometer points so that and and the reason for that isn't so much that it's self navigating i mean one of the mandatory items of kit is actually a, a compass um mm. but it's the sandstorm issue so um if a sandstorm hits, um, the chances are course markings and the rest of it start to disappear and, and you need to know broadly what direction to go in. Mm. So um, that's there as an option. Thankfully, it wasn't really needed, um, partly because I didn't lose sight of other competitors. And if there's lots of you, somebody at the front, hopefully. Just follow the bloke in front. It's basically <laughs> tried and tested method. Just follow the next runner. It always works. What could go wrong? Um, so. On the whole, what was the worst thing that happened, and what was the worst moment? <laughs> the, the worst thing for me. So, so going back to what I said about pilgrims, and and I always seem to find the hills. Um, I, I have a, a pretty severe fear of heights, and I'd made this really stupid assumption that running through the desert is going to be pretty much up and down little sand dunes, and you know, basically flat. Um, not so, not at all. Um, it's it's. It's 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 a, it's a landscape that's that's it's got the flat bits. You know, you've got salt flats that could be 
you know, seven or eight miles wide. You can't even, it's almost going over the horizon. But it's, it's into spots of, they call them jebels. They're somewhere, there's, it's Hillstroke Mountain. It's somewhere between 500 meters to 1,000 meters high. And um, three of the days had them in. Um, one day, day three in particular, um, I found out at the end of day two what it involved. And, and I, I went to bed thinking, I, I don't know if I, I should quit. Um, you know, before I start on day three, because basically it was taking you across these ridge lines in between jebels that were just sort of ver- vertical drops either side um, for kilometres. Um, scariest thing I've ever done in my life. If I'd known when I was signing up that was involved, I probably would have chickened out. Um, but it's one of those things, isn't it? You, you, you're kind of at a point where you feel like, I don't want to quit, I'm going to try it. And once you've got yourself through it, it's the the feeling of elation is unbelievable you know it's just wow I, i'm never going to do that again but <laughs> i did it so were there sort of um what about blisters sunburn oh blisters sand, blisters yeah um sunburn that. wasn't weirdly sunburn isn't really an issue because um you're so covered up um you know your your hat's got these things on it to cover you you no, well, very few people wear short sleeve stuff, and you're in between your socks and your shorts. You're only really, you know, there's small parts of you that are showing, and you put in sun cream on. But mm. blisters is a whole nother game. Um, you know, I, I was in a the, the tent I was in. There were six people. Um, at the end of day one, three, four of them had three or four blisters, and and they were there's there's a medical group called Doc Trotters who you, you go to and they burst them, inject them with iodine, do something nasty and wrap them up and off you go for the next day. And and through the, you know, they're so so four people had blisters on the first day, just one or two each. By day four, they, I, I was incredibly lucky. I didn't get a blister until the long day. Um uh, but by that point there were guys in the tent who had pretty much every toe bandaged up. Um and I have no idea how they were getting up and, you know, doing the mileage. Um, I I had some bandages put on at the end of the long day, and all I had to navigate was the the last day, the mar- you know, it was a marathon distance, and that was bad enough. Um, but it's it's just uh, I think it's something to do with the heat. You know, your your feet, uh, mm-hmm. even if you're in shoes that you don't normally get blisters in, you you've got the gaiters on, which make your feet sweat. Um, so with the heat, your feet changing shape and goodness alone knows what it's just you everyone's getting them adrian i've got three really important questions that everyone's okay. wants to know the answers to firstly like it just blows my mind okay so well done but here we go you ready three really important questions al are you still awake it's half past seven he always falls asleep at half past seven so. <laughs> no i just um, turned my mic off can't hear me um the adrian you ready yep. number one what was the bling like um, so I've got it here actually. It's for something, it weren't as, a wooden medal like Royal Park. Oh, gee, I'll I tell you what, there'd have been a revolt. I, I, a bit of ribbon. yeah, wooden medals, not no, it's 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 a standard ish medal. Um, but That's at least boring, it's metal. It? It's hey, it's the it's it's the is it heavy? Emblem. It's it's fairly heavy, but it's it's a normal, so, being, it's not Adrian, dinner plate. I'm not size. being funny, right? I've just for our <laughs> podcast listeners, it's like. <laughs> Just a normal thing. If I had done what you'd done, I would expect like a steering wheel <laughs> tied with rope around it made of gold, right? I think that's pony, that medal, considering what you've done. <laughs> Second question, do you get a T-shirt when you finish? Um, yeah, I'm wearing it. Um, so that's the finisher. Well, you get- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Two, actually. This is the finisher T-shirt. And, and there's um, something called the solid at that 10K you were talking about, which is a complete Mickey take. You finish the event and then you've got to do a 10K the next day. You wear something called the Solidarity MDS right. top, which is a bright yellow one. Um, yeah, so Podcast it's, listeners, it's, it's a black and orange T-shirt. I would give it a three out of 10 based on <laughs> what you've just done. Again, I've just, I've just run across the desert. I want Gucci. Or like Hugo Boss finishing T-shirt. Let me know in the comments. Please send emails in if you think the T-shirt should. Because like Adrian, right, you just like almost died going across the desert. The least they can do is wheel out some Hugo Boss for you. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Last question, really important. And I know everybody wants to know this. Did you build a sandcastle? No, no. Lost an opportunity there. Oh, I'd actually, I'd have got bored and started building sandcastles. But then again, I do have the, like, as I say, the intelligence we, of a five-year-old. We, we did. Uh, it doesn't quite. It's almost not. So we did remodel the tent um, a couple of times. The, the the tents you stay in are Berber tents, which are basically a sheet with sticks open both sides. Not great when it's windy or or cold, and it was cold at night. Um, we took it upon ourselves to decide we could design it better. Um, which which resulted in it, it collapsing partway through the night, and and um, so that's almost building a sandcastle. <laughs> well, one I'll, last I'll question, yeah. then, Adrian. I suppose this is what and Kaz has asked it, and it's the one that everybody's asking. Would you do it again? Mm. <laughs> um, de- yes. Two weeks ago, definitely, absolutely, never, ever. Um, yes. Maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I tell you what, I tell you what, this is the best time now for the lightning round. Let's let's just absolutely finish him off with the lightning round. But I still can't get over our pony that medal was. I feel sorry for our podcast listeners, right? Because that, honestly, I, like almost. Well, if, you, if your... you paint the most underwhelming picture of a yeah. t-shirt and a medal, then you'll probably be there. So you can they think about like, that while you're running. Love you for finishing or something. Do you know what I'm saying? I, you just run across a desert or camel. Can't, can't I give you a camel? Take home. <laughs> You know what? You know what I mean. I think it's, keep it. It's a bit strong, isn't it? They've, they've just found them, right? I tell you what, they made them out of all the bits that people have lost during the, during like the marathons over the years. They just collect them up, melting them down, gone. Here you go, have some of that. That's, that's uh, honestly. I tell you what. Now, Adrian, did you get a tattoo after you did it and said I've done? <laughs> so I'm I'm booked in next Tuesday. Hey! My first, my How did I know that? There we go. <laughs> Got to be in it. Yeah, whoever said better than Royal Parks, to be fair, yeah. But then again, this can of Coke's better than the uh, medal you get at Royal Parks. Right, so should we do the lightning round? Who's doing it tonight? Al? Al. You can do it? I've got the questions. Al's the king of the lightning round, mate. King of the lightning round. Right, go on in, Tope. Roll in titles. Hi, Jim. Welcome back. This is the line, and you missed an opportunity. Actually, when the, when you were being questions about would you do it again, you really should have said, "If I known I've had to have come onto this, I wouldn't have even signed up in the first place." Let <laughs> alone think about doing it again. But anyway, the lightning round is me just firing some quick fire questions at you. Nothing tricky because you do know the answers. Trust me. So just give me as it comes. First thoughts that come into your head. So. Probably a tricky one, given what you've just done. But is there anything left on your bucket list? And if so, what race is it? Um, it's the Ironman, which I'm doing in Lisbon in October. So signed up, training for it. Excellent. Pre-race breakfast. We're talking normal races here, not running across the deserts. Well, it's the same for both, actually. Always porridge. Cool. With with toppings and flavours? Uh, yeah, but it's a weird topping. Um, Go on. Peanut butter. That's not weird. <laughs> Um, favourite distance? Half, half marathon. Yeah, pretty standard for most. Favourite long run fueling? Oh, Kendall Mint Cake. Right. Favourite brand of running shoes? Only A6. All the time, okay. Ketchup or brown sauce? Brown sauce, of course. Okay. Summer or winter training? Summer. Okay. Road or trail runs? That's a tough one. Um, it used to be always road, but um, to be honest, I'm, I'm turning into a bit of a trail 
free oh, these days. Different community, different challenge. Okay. And your one song playlist. Remember. My what one, one song on playlist. Loop. Yeah. Um Bohemian Rhapsody for me. Any, oh, or anything clean. We've had that a couple of times. And then final question. Um, I don't know if you've heard about the Four Deserts race series um, where uh, uh, in a year you're trying to hit the four toughest desert races other than the Marathon de Sable. So I'm going to give you an option. <laughs> is it the Atacama, which is apparently the driest, or the Gobi Desert, which would be the windiest? Which one would you go for? The After the... the the sand, we had a 24-hour sandstorm on one of the days, so I'd go with the Atacama. Okay, cool. Right, thank you, Adrian. Well done. Toby, run the credits. Adrian's right, my Thanks hero. for that, Adrian. We've got loads of um, listeners in Mongolia, so maybe they'll be able to um, yeah. give us a few tips about running in the Gobi that. Desert. So if you're in Mongolia and you've had a little trek through mm. the Gobi Desert, drop us an email at longrunshow at gmail.com and tell us all about it. That'd be great. Yeah, Adrian, thanks ever so much for coming on. Legend. Brilliant insight. Um, Chris, I just wanted, we've got a bit of time left. I wanted to touch upon something that you brought up earlier about um, – your stage of the marathon plan and finding it a little bit of a slog. I thought, I wondered if you had any advice for people of how to um, fight their way through it. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, I tell you what, well, we've got to get through the question. So let's do this. Yeah. And then, um, then we'll come on to that. And then we'll, yeah, then we'll do the questions because I'm conscious there was quite a few. Um, uh, Firstly, um, don't do what I'm doing and get depressed by it all. Um, and, and let it mount, mount up. It, it's funny because it comes at you at funny times and it comes at you at a different angle. Sometimes you, even though I've been through the process numerous times, you it still it still hits you for six when it does come. Wilco, you, you, I remember when you said it to me when you was doing your your York training. Hmm. The best thing the best thing to do is either reduce your miles and start doing different stuff. So whether that be you know, banging out quick five Ks or, you know, just, just mixing up your training somehow. Um, go along to a, a, a different part run, book a quick race that, you know, local race or something just to switch you out of the monotony of Christ. I've got to run 50 miles this week and, and having that, you know, always, always on your mind. Um, buy yourself something new. It's always cool. Um, so for example, um, Simon, he's just bought himself a new pair of Reebok shoes. Um, the reason I mention it is because his wife doesn't know, so I've proper dropped him in it. Oh, brilliant. So, um, Claire, yeah, they got delivered today. Uh, he doesn't listen live, so it's all right. I've got away with it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so get yourself, get yourself something new. No, but again, it's, it's like that thing, isn't it? It's just something, just to try and take your mind off the fact that you're just in the middle of that last, that last bit of slog. I always... Mm. I think you know by now, I always work in these rotations of going through the various distances, right, and cycles. And we're, we're pretty much coming to the end of that period. After the Vitality 10K, which is not the, is like in a week's time, whatever, yeah. we basically turn the jets down in terms of ultimate speed and, and, and really pushing it. Because after that, in terms of gains, what you'll make on your finishing time is, is very limited. So it's just trying to get through this week and next week for me and focus on that but yeah tip wise just do such just do different stuff like today sounds funny i did a different route i i had six miles on the plan but i, I had no motivation to run that at all so i rung the chairman and i run five and a half miles around a slightly different route that i would normally go so i, yeah. I came off the river early zip round um and, and did that and and you know and rung the chairman on, on the way and you know that kind of stuff kind of gets you out of the out of the doom and gloom that you can find yourself into because it's hard right marathon training is hard people i right? don't forget that don't underestimate it. i mean what agent is on another level but you know even half marathon training you know training for these long distance endurance events even you know if you're trying to do catch the 5k it's bleeding hard and, and i think people forget that because we're so, kind of almost flippant about it mm. the fact that we you know we're training for this and we're running this and we're doing that Again, we're everyday runners. We're normal people. We're not elites. You know, we've got lives. We've got work. We've got commitments. Um, and we're trying to do all this stuff. You know, I'm out there running 
for, for you know for my reasons as I spoke openly about it because you know to make sure that I'm on the straight and narrow in terms of my mental health and all that sort of stuff so I don't go down a rabbit hole um and you know but people are out there for their own different reasons and it's it's important to keep focused during that period of time when all the mileage catches up on you mm. while you're doing it and sometimes if you're if you're running for a charity it's a good you know if you're doing a marathon or half for a charity and it's it's a good time to sit back and go right, I'm doing this because this money's going to change, you know, a young person's life or this this money's going to help build a a new hospice or whatever, whatever the reason, right? So, you know, there's there's that to focus on as well. But, yeah, just try and kick yourself out of it with with something that will that will change the sort of that, that those road, those, um, I look at it, I, I think I've said it before. Think about a dog, right? Taking the dog out for a walk. I think I've said this before and I. You take the dog out for a walk. He's like, all right, I'll type. We're going out. Boss is taking me out. Lovely, jubbly. We're probably going to go down to the river, do a bit of a loop, come back. You come out, but instead of going right to the river, you go left. And he's thinking, oi, oi, this is a bit lively. New smells, new things, comes back. He's had the best day of his life. See what I mean? It's that mentality. And you, and I think you need to try and think a bit like that. Yeah. I hope that helps. What other questions have we got, Al? There's loads. We've got a couple for Adrian. Obviously, these are coming, not obviously, but people may have noticed they're coming from Ian Wilson, who has been on this show as one of our Run Every Day heroes. So I think he must be thinking about it. He's already said oh, it. Just stop mucking about, Ian. Send all these questions in. Try and talk yourself out of it. Just do it. Adrian, so, a fair play. Just tell him to do it, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, just just yeah. sign up. So stop so, mucking Adrian, about. Just cut do off it. times. How tough were the cut-off times each they day? They are... Really generous. That's definitely not an excuse oh, to it, to, um, to not sign up. So so all except the long day, you've got nine or ten hours, um, which considering it's 20, 25 miles, that's, well, sounds sounds easier than it is. But you can walk quite a big chunk of it. And there are people who pretty much walk the, the, the distance. Um, I'm on it. So, so this could be a yeah. good idea. How far is it, Adrian? How long does it take to get there? A couple of days? To to what get there from here? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, so I mean, like, you're not going on a camel, mate. No, no, not on the camel. <laughs> you fly. But how long's like? How long's the fly? How long you it's got? A, so so they, they 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 normally do it as well. They normally they they do it as a charter flight. So it's a plane full of the UK competitors going from oh. Heathrow, Gatwick. It was four hours there, and weirdly three hours back or something like that. Must be the tailwind. Do you reckon we can get a plane where we can just jump out of the desert? I, I think he's skydiving. Skydive. Yeah. yeah. Skydive down, smash the desert. landing. Get your little pony medal and jog on. I think it's a brilliant idea. Could be the new triathlon. Sorry, Karen, we questions out. Yeah. And you also want to know about your trainers. Did you manage to get through on just one pair, given that you had to oh, carry everything? You're definitely not taking a spare pair with the. Um, you're trying to keep the pack down to. Well, ideally eight or nine kilos, which isn't a lot when you've got a week's worth of food. Um, so, so one pair. I, I was using um, some uh, trail ones. I, th- that is a problem. So, so if they break, and one of the guys in the tent, his shoe—he was wearing normal road shoes. His shoes split on the long day down down the back, and he had to run the last day pretty much with the sole broken, um, which wasn't much fun. What brand of shoe was that? Um, I think that that was actually bearing in mind what I said about my. So it was A6 as well. Oh, A6. <laughs> Imagine if it was Brooks Wilco. Oh, cool. yeah, it could have been, couldn't it? What's the sketches, though? Touching on sketches. What did you take? How did you prepare? Was, um, was it all Spaceman food, hydro packs? It's all Spaceman hydro. Yeah, you, you, you've, you, there's a minimum 2,000 calories a day you've got to take. Um, so we've definitely so, got to do it. which is just two expedition foods i was using there the the meals the high the high energy ones are a thousand calories each so two a day pretty much did it with snacks which was you obviously can't take chocolate and stuff because that'll melt so it was all sort of walnuts and dried banana chip type things have we lost out i think you adrian i think al's actually gone to sign up He's, yeah. he's, he's left. He? Excellent. He's See, this is the trouble because I had to, you know, believe it or not, I tried to do a bit of research on this. You know, we did do a little bit of research when we have our guests coming on. And now, of course, I've got the website. It's on my phone. So now I'm just going to get bombarded with um, sign up. Sign up, John. And it starts, it starts a year ago yesterday. 
a year yesterday is your first day. So you've got 364 days to train if you fancy doing it. Yeah, I think I think we'll get tight with do it. I think 2,000 calories is destroy it. Oh, I think getting someone else to do it is an excellent idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Raymond Morrow, he's got the – I quite fancy this. The Nashville Marathon tomorrow. That would be awesome. That would be amazing, the Nashville Marathon. I quite fancy the idea. Nashville Marathon. I'd like to do – I'd like to do a, a marathon in somewhere like that or New Orleans, somewhere like that. would be awesome. Yeah. Think the music, think the vibe. You that just want to go there for the food. What? You just want to go there for the food. Yeah. What's it? What do you think the vegan cuisine is like in New Orleans? A bun. <laughs> some reeds. <laughs> you get some reeds. Hey, I'm going down the stuff because we've lost out because he's signing up for. Marathon. Yeah, you're going to dig oh, up there's some of the questions. Oh, hang on. Uh, JBS, uh, big shout-out, JBS. Um, oh, it's interesting because he's not here. He's gone. But Al mentioned these earlier. Morton want to charge me 32 quid for 12 gels. I've got a whole box of Kendall gels for the same price. What makes Morton? Well, firstly, Morton, because Kipchoge used them, they add 10 quid onto the price. It's not <laughs> isn't it? It's just... It's the, it's the same reason Alpha flies of like three grand is because Kip Jogi wears them. Um, but I, that said, I do know people have used them and really do get on with them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically they're charging it. It's daylight robbery because they can get away with it because they know people buy it. But in fairness to them, I do know people who have got on well with them. Although there's nothing wrong with the Kendall milk, uh, mint gels. We love them, me and Toe. Me and Toe like drink them for fun now. We don't we don't have dinner anymore. We just have. Kendall I know it's some milk. empty uh, Kendall milk mint gel um, packets. As I was going down the towpath the other day, I hope it weren't you not boys. Us, not us, not us, not us. And isn't it um, isn't it Kendall that are in, on a serious point? Aren't they the recyclable ones? They do. I think I think one of them is is, is recyclable, but that that's not. You should always take your take your, your wrap home, kids. Boys, I have a question. Had my first marathon in Brighton, loved it. Past twenty miles, it was very hard. Yeah, it's a marathon. Train for 15 weeks up to it. Just wondering, how do I better the last six miles? More weekly mileage? mileage. Uh, yeah, a combination of, obviously, I don't know as you as a runner, but it's, um, yeah, more mileage always helps, but um, you've got to work on those, in like we said before, those lactate threshold running, a bit more speed, that kind of stuff that will improve. Your overall fitness, your overall aerobic base, and you'll be able to. That is a great question because that is me. Oh, there we go. Um, what that was you that wrote that? No, but that, that no. was my experience as well. That twenty yeah, no, miles was great. You get that a lot. You get that I a lot. Was, um, yeah, I faded a bit in the last six. First marathon is natural. You you you're you're going there as a bit of a sight. I wouldn't worry about it. Your next step is for you to try and look at your mileage. Look at what the what you're doing with your mileage. So there is no junk miles, and and you are narrowing it down onto as I say that sort of endurance-based speed work that will actually show up. You always find in in a marathon that whatever training you've done, how your training's gone will always show up at mile 20, mile 20, mm. mile 21. If you've not got done enough miles, you've not done enough speed work on that sort of stuff, it will show up. Um, if you've done maybe too much, it will show up as well because your body will be wrecked because you're tired because you, maybe you've got your taper wrong. There's, it's a It's a great sort of um litmus test i think it's the best way to describe it cool. kendall do the refill pouch yes julie you're right i gave it uh what video was that tope i don't think that video is out yet i might be there's a video out i t- tope turned up one morning because the guys at kendall were kind enough to give that to him and i gave it to him um and, my, and i was trying to get him to take it out with him but he wouldn't because he had been miserable like usual um al's back al i'm just going through the questions because um uh we, we've you got loads have- and I know you've gone off to sign up for Marathon de Sambler. No, the nursing home turned the lights out because I knew I've got to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. But I've sneaked oh. on the emergency generator. I've done JBS's question. I'm going down now because there was some... There's, there's uh, one about uh, caffeine gel with, without caffeine, which I think what? Kendall do one as well. They do yeah, get them with do. and without. So just be careful on your order. Got to give a shout out to Mark Langhorn, who's doing 50th part run. Shout out to someone else who's doing it as well. And man's doing his 50th park run. Yeah, tomorrow. there we go. Uh, shoe questions because I saw a couple of them. Yeah, There's Rob some... Barnett wants to know about Pegasus 39 versus Velocity Nitro 2. 
Uh, Velocity Nitro 2, definitely. Pegasus 39 is all right. I've got 20 miles in them tomorrow. Uh, not looking forward to it. Um, are they natural gels you would recommend? I have Crohn's disease, so I have to be careful what gels I try. Yeah, good point. Um, I personally find if um, with with gels, I really, when I had a really sensitive stomach, the, the humor gels were the ones for me because they were chai-based, which is really easy on the stomach. Um, and they are natural, they're vegan, um, and there was enough in them in terms of calories. The other one is obviously the active root, which is a ginger-based product. Um, so again, that's good on your stomach. And the Kendall ones are good as well because – the way they're built up is they're a, a more water-based product. So the way it works is if, if it's more water-based, it goes through a bit quicker. So it doesn't just sit there in your stomach like a big blob of sugar. So it's it's a little bit watered down. And with the mint element to it, because we know mint, you know, sorts out gas and things like that, it tends to uh, remove some of the, uh, I think I'll get it wrong, but the irritation that can be caused when taking that sort of, um products so that's why the kendall ones work for me um and they taste like you just the mint ones the like you just brush your teeth um what else what else what else i'm trying to back these out because i'm conscious of the time recently started a physically demanding job my running has dropped off ha- right okay now this is an interesting question sarah because i'm going to be filming a video tomorrow he doesn't know it yet but russell's going to be talking about something along these lines um we're going to be doing a few tips on all this sort of stuff. How do I fit it all in? Feeling run guilt and worry I lose fitness. Um, yeah, you've just got to find you've just got to find a blend of what works and what doesn't work. Try it. Have a look at. I don't know if it's possible, but commute running. When I was when I used to work in London, one of the ways I used to grab three miles was I used to get off the train early and run home. So whether you can park somewhere and run home, uh, you know, that's another way to think about it is, is possibly fitting in um, miles by doing that. If you can sort of somehow commute run or, or things like that, I'll try and just have a look at your day and work it out. But yeah, don't feel guilty. Life's life, right? We only get one, we only get one go on this rodeo. So just live it. Right. So if life is taking over at the moment, then just go with it and then your running will come back. So just, just don't worry about it. Right. What else? Anything else? We've got anything else, Al? We missed anything? No, I, think, I think you've probably picked them up while I was absent. So yeah. We was worried about you, Al. We really we were. was. Toad wasn't, but I was. No, he didn't care. He didn't care. He don't care about nothing. He only cares about his lazy calf. Lazy I still calf. don't get it. I'm going to Google that, a lazy calf. I, I think they're taking the mickey out of you, Toad. They, they no, saw you, you coming. It doesn't activate. What? Half of it activates and half of it doesn't. So uh, what What have you got to do then? Have you, is, is he giving you some exercises then? Oh. Or what? Yeah, I've got to do this sort of strengthening things. Oh, it's, it's that old chestnut, isn't it? Here's some exercises. I'll see you in another week for another 60 quid. It's that it's that old it's that old one, isn't it? Oh, you got a lazy calf. Definitely. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what? that much. <laughs> calf raises, Toby. Just nice yeah. and simple. Yeah, calf calf raises raises. I've got to learn to stand on one leg. Yeah, that'll help. Yeah. And you've got to get out of them really soft and shoes as well. My new my new Pro Twos are right now. Yeah, I know, but and you've got to stop doing thirteen miles after you've done twenty miles a day before. That was at right. goal pace. Well, I just wanted to ask um, Adrian a quick question. What have you, what have you got next? What's um, what's your next event? Yeah, what's the next, Adrian? When are we seeing um, you? Well, literally the next event. Um, yeah, so, what, you so what you got in the book? I've got so so I've got a triathlon tomorrow down in Torquay and another one the day after oh, cool. in Wincant and try stuff. The next running event, serious one, is um, Hackney. Hackney. I'll see you there, bruv. Are you there? Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, we're there. We're smashing the life out of that. Well, we're not because we've got Edinburgh the week the next week, so we better not. But um, we are there. Um, I don't know how many people are doing it in the group, Al. Uh, he's gone dark. There's usually Al, a few, though, isn't there? Oh, they turn the lights off in the home. Of they had. Yeah. yeah, saving electricity. For anyone in the pod, Al's like, you can just, the only reason you can see Al at the moment is the reflection of his laptop in his on his glasses. It's just doing a bit so of carbon offset. It's top on as well, isn't it? Because we wouldn't see it. Yeah, he's no, just doing a carbon it. offset because he's using that plane tomorrow just to go for a park run. But we won't talk about that because I know people get people get irritated, the right? But that's, so that's good. Greta's going to be on his chase. Hack me half. I'm looking forward to that. That'd be good. Let us know. Send an email into something.com if you're doing the hack me half. 
Um, yeah, we'd love to see your emails. We will get around to reading a few. We've got yeah, a bit of a clear bunch now because we did the email special for Good Friday. No, no, so no. please send your stuff to uh, longrunshow at gmail.com. Any subject, we'll have a chat about it. We're quite happy to talk about all sorts of things. Running, running related, out. preferably, but not exclusively. We can talk no. about whatever you like. Yeah, so if you want to build a sandcastle in the desert while you go for a run, just send us an email, show us a picture. We'd love to see pictures of your sandcastles. Mm. But just build the sandcastle. So we know what Al's doing tomorrow. We know what Adrian's doing this weekend. What are you doing, 20 tomorrow? Yeah, 20 tomorrow, but easy. Uh, In the Pegasus 39, so my feet are going to melt and they're going to kill me on um, Saturday. Then I'm heading to Southend for the weekend and I'm probably going to have to get about three and a half, four miles down there. Down the old South End Seafront. Um, hopefully the weather's all right, actually. It's not too windy. But, yeah, so just finishing off, really, the mileage for, for, for that week. And then looking then forward, and I think it'll be good next week. Um, we talk about it. Looking forward to it. It's about the Vitality 10K because we're going to we're gonna turbo. Well, totally yes, because that's Bank Holiday Monday. There'll be a yeah. shed load of 40s yeah. going to that. Yeah. I'm not about next week. Where Sabrina's are you? Oh, you golfing, aren't you? I am, mate. I'm swanning off to the Algarve. Oh, isn't it annoying? But yeah, we've got admin next week, haven't we? Yeah, Sabrina's coming in. Best She'll behave, make you behave right? yourselves. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Adrian, you've had a touch coming on this week, I tell you. <laughs> you've got a right week of being result. told off next week. What do you reckon? It's now being told off. I'm not getting told off. I'll look forward to. Uh, I'll look I'm forward to listening to it from the sidelines. Thank you very much, Tobin. You're doing the twenty mile. You're gonna you're gonna go out on your own then. He's not allowed. He's not allowed. Might do a little ten k something like that. I'll see how it goes. He's not allowed. He's got a lazy calf. That yeah, lazy calf needs it. to get off his backside and do some <laughs> work. He's got. He said. He said to me, he can only run right. This is what I don't understand, right? And if you're a physio or an, or an osteo, right? Can you email it at, at forty years a doctor at gmail right? And tell us, right? If you've got some problem with your calf, why why are they telling him? And I don't know. And I'm not digging anyone out here, but I'm interested to know. You can run through. You can run four or six miles, if you want. But what, that's what they told you, wasn't it, Tobe? Run. You can run. Run, run a yeah, a, a small distance. Surely about, not. The sensible it. thing to do, right, is say take a couple of days off and rest it, right. Put a bit of ice on it. And crack stick on. a bit. Stick a few. Get a bit of acupuncture, whatever they call it. Dry needling. Get on the problem. Bosh. Tape it up. Let it settle down for a couple of days. Come back and then go from there. What, what I don't understand that. What what the sense of that is? I don't. I, Tobe, I don't and I'm not digging anyone out. I, I don't get why they would say to carry to do a little bit of running on it. If surely it would not be best to just let it settle down, no. No. Well, so they've so they've done sort of massage and stuff like that. I've got to do ice and and heat, ice and yeah. heat. Apparently, meat, heat on the meat is what they say. A what? Mo, osteo, Mo, Monica, tell me that. Yeah. So that's not me making it up, by the way. <laughs> Like, like you, that's changed. It was weird. I yeah, they were just saying to, to keep it sort of moving and activated, fair um, enough, while strengthening it as well to try and then encourage the calf to to activate. So, would it not but, be better to walk? We'll see how it goes. I can walk. Yeah. It's basically seeing how it goes. So, if there's a little bit of pain there, mm. then it, it you know it, it, it's keeping moving, but obviously don't push it too far. Did they recommend but, eating a lot of KFC? We'll see. No, they didn't actually. Mm, interesting. His calf's going to look like a KFC drumstick, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why I was thinking about it. But what was weird? We Al, weren't we? We were running behind him on. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and we, and I'm being serious. You could see where on because I said to Tobe, "Is it your left hand leg?" Because we could see in his calf exactly what that physio, whoever it is, is talking about. Because you could see it, couldn't you, Al? Yeah, it looked Al, like it was spasming a little bit. Yeah. In terms of- yeah, we could see it, and and we're only ninety percent qualified as doctors. Well, I'm sure so right. there we go. Next week, await the thrilling in, next thrilling instalment of <laughs> Toby's lazy calf. He might not have a calf. I won't be here, so I'll just be waiting with bated breath, like the rest of you, to find out what's going on. Thank you. First of all, as we wind up, I'd just like to say thanks ever so much for Adrian's coming yeah, on. Massive it was a great out. insight. Absolutely massive brilliant out. achievement, mate. We're very proud Amazing. of you. Everybody in the club's very yeah, proud I of am. you. Huge. I'm sure you're very pleased with all the great feedback and everything that people have shown, all the love that people have shown you over the last week. 
Can, can I just say a thank you while you're because um, you I put a message out just before the event. You don't, I can't communicate with anyone, but they they receive emails and they print them out for us each day. And I, I put a shout out on on the group, and an unbelievable number of messages came in each evening. And and when I was thinking through, I don't know if I can get through tomorrow. Reading them made a massive, massive that's difference, and oh, that's um, a, immense amount of love in in the group. So thank you ever so much that's to everybody who did that. That means a lot, actually. That means a lot. That, yeah, that, it's lovely. So next time when you run into the moon or something, then we'll have to get you back on, and you can. Uh... <laughs> Come and tell us about your next. Uh, I think, I think we should sign him up for a marathon in Bhutan. <laughs> it's got to be one, isn't it? Yeah, Find well, that's there. a job for the next couple of weeks, isn't it? We'll try and dig something up. Thanks very much for joining us, everybody. Thanks, Adrian, again for coming on. Cheers, Chris. Have a safe flight out. Everybody enjoy Dublin. Have a great time. If you're racing this week, enjoy it. I hope you smash your PBs. Have a great time. Uh, I'm at Panzang Apartment tomorrow. I've got 20 miles on Monday before I go swanning off playing golf. So, um, yeah, you got to earn the right to play. So that's me. Um, thanks ever so much um, to Sketches for um, all their support for the pod. Big, uh, big thumbs up for them. Um, remember, um, we're here every Friday, 7 o'clock, either on Facebook or YouTube. You can catch it live and see our ugly mugs on the telly. But if you'd rather not do that and you'd rather have it on a podcast and just listen to us belly aching on, then the best thing to do is to download us as a podcast, which you can do at Amazon, Apple, particularly if you're in Bhutan, to boost our profile there, and Spotify. So all your usual podcast places, we're all there. I won't be back next week. The boys will. Sabrina's in charge. She'll run a tight ship. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. Thanks ever so much for joining us again, and have a great weekend. So tight, please, mate. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 